At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. This episode is brought to you by Yes on Prop 27 and DraftKings. Half the country already allows online sports betting for adults 21 and older. It's time to let California fans in on the action. There's no good reason your friends in New York, Chicago, Phoenix, Portland, and Boston can bet online while Californians are still forced to deal with shady bookies. Prop 27 ensures California finally catches up. So vote yes on Prop 27. Uh. Check it out now. Uh. No doubt now. Tuesday morning, October 6th, 2022. Check it out the book Podcast mega pod for week number five in the National Football League. It's Gil Alexander live from the South Point. Hotel Casino, tip of the strip. It's the South Point for uh, for the rest of you. Uh, South Point is what we like to call it. I think Michael Gaughan will, uh, will uh, accept that uh, pronunciation. It is makes it, it more worldly. It does. Yes. Absolutely. Um, by the way, I've run into Michael Gaughan, who owns the South Point from time to time, and he looks at me with a vague familiarity. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> I think this guy's supposed to be here. Uh, that is the voice of Wes Reynolds. He is from VEASAN. He is the guest, the rotating guest on the podcast uh, this week. He's the co-host with uh, Femi Abebefe of VEASAN Live Bet Tonight, Monday through Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific here on the network. Wes, glad to have you, man. Glad you could glad make it Glad to in. be back, Gil. Thank yeah, you man. for having me. And of course, the staples of the show alongside here at the South Point, Jeff Parlay, ladies and gentlemen. Used to be producer number five and eight, the Grover Cleveland producers on a numbers game. Now he hosts his own weekend show here at the network with Ben Wilson, usually? Usually, yes. Not actually, always? Not usually. That isn't always, actually. Well, I bet Saturday and Sunday. See, the weekend version of what Wes does. And you and Ben have known each other for ages, so you guys are buddies, so you guys are just clowning around all weekend long. Yeah, essentially. That's, yeah, a, yeah. Uh, 11 years now. That's a great program. 11 right years, there. yeah. Wow. And ladies and gentlemen, from his mom's cork attic, weighing in at 203 American pounds, Todd Wishnev. How you doing, man? That's me, baby. That's me. Two oh three over a hundred pounds lost. Yeah, baby. Fezic is at what now? 
He was 200 on Monday. However, today he's at 194 because he hasn't been eating for three days. When, oh! When on Monday I was 204, he was 200. He got nervous. So he hasn't eaten anything basically for, for three days, and now he's 194. Okay. But it's a Fagazi 194. Of course because it is, yeah. As soon as, as soon as he starts eating again, he's going to blimp back out, and I'm going to fly right by him. I'm Wisconsin, the old Wisconsin against Ball State. You just hand him the ball. It's now the getting to the fourth quarter. Quarter and gas <laughs> are going to happen. His defensive line is tired. I tell him every day. Steve Fezzik. So Steve Fezzik, back to back Hilton Super Contest uh, winners of a football handicapping contest back in the day. And the bet once again Todd will win $9,000. Steve would win $3,000, depending on the outcome. But Todd, well on his way to $9,000. If he passes Steve, uh, Steve had a, like a 60 pound head start in this and 30 of it is hair. 62 pounds. Yes. Fez is great hair. 62 pound head start. Uh, it started in May of this year. Uh, theoretically would go to May of next year, but at any point, if Todd passes Steve in the weight loss challenge, then it's over. It's all over. And Todd wishes he gets winner. to 180. Unless he gets to 180 before me. Well, he knows. He's, he's a smart enough guy to know that this this strategy is unsustainable, right? Like he can't just fast. What was it, Yom Kippur every day for him? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He basically is playing the Yom Kippur system. Maybe Steve has more. That. Maybe has more sins to atone Even for. Even the than Catholic on this panel gets that joke. <laughs> All right. Um, so let's do court stenographer first. We are kind of killing it on this little show, aren't we? This year. Yes, Gilly the Iceman is no longer the Iceman. This guy can just hit him. He was 7-2 and two coming in. He pounded a nice little Raiders and Cards, a stinky Rams pick. But 2-1 uh. and one is very solid for 9-3. and three. His teaser lost, as a lot of our teasers lost, because a lot of us had Rams plus 7.5. So teasers two have and, sucked this year. Yeah, he's 2-2 two and two on the teaser. Jeffrey is that guy's like a hall of famer the likes of the Houston quarterback uh, <laughs> Davis Mills three he's a Davis Mills hall of famer he's 6 and 3 hits 3 and 0 oh with the cards the oh, over we're tied wow the over in the LA Clippers uh Houston game LA and the Clippers. Raiders and the Raiders for his 9 and 3 he stole my Raiders pick uh, and well, he's, I, he's not allowed to bet the Clippers next week. Then you can't bet basketball teams anymore. I mean, I mean Kawhi, Kawhi's a great quarterback now. LAC, LAC, same thing. <laughs> uh, I came in at four and five, went a solid two and one with my Raiders, my Tennessee plus three and a half, and I got cheated in the Bills Ravens oh, game because always the a cheat. Always a I cheat had the when over you lose. 51, mm-hmm. And it was a solid winner, and then it just. just fizzled so i am now six and six our guest picker came in six and three another solid week two and one for Chernoff. seahawks plus four was a winner pats plus nine and a half was a winner and saints plus two and a half did not get there you know what i, so, you know what I love overall, about Chernoff? dm me he's like i cared more about the podcast picks than anything i was doing this week which i appreciate about him <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. So, anyways, very, very solid. Two nine and threes. The guest is eight and four, and I'm six and six. So, you can't ask for better than that. Real, real nice job. I, I wish I would be playing my millions picks because I have two millions entries. One's at fifteen and five, and one's at fourteen five and one that are sniffing uh, goodness. So that's interesting because my millions is not as good. It's twelve and eight. And Wes and Jeff, you guys do a millions together, right? Yeah, we're twelve and eight. Yeah, yeah. Twelve and eight doesn't feel fun. No, no, twelve and eight, sixty-three. That's, that's a good season that you will take every single year. Right. But in the contest, you are DOA. You yeah. are DOA, drawing dead for sure 
on that. So wait, so it's nine and three, nine and three, eight and four, and six and six. Boop, 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 boop. Mm-hmm. 18 and six, 26 and 10. You're six and six. Uh, 32 and 16. That is six. That is two out of three. That is six, six, seven right there in the percentage. We will take that. We'll take it. 32 and 16 collectively on this here uh, podcast. And the teasers sucked, right? Teasers, me and Jeff are 0 and 4, and Gilly is 2 and 2, and the guest is 2 and 2. So uh, I, I am not. I am not taking another Wong teaser the rest of the season. Just, just, just for just, <laughs> just for it. research purposes. Now, now yeah. we are now we are going to piss off every single math person that listens to us. <laughs> That's a by great taking, call. By not by taking non Wong teasers, which the only one I should have won this year was the only non Wong one that I did, and I lost on pitchy pitchy woo woo on Thursday night with the Steelers. <sighs> Who, here's what I want to know. What's the Owen like? If you guys go zero and seven, if one of you goes zero and seven, zero and eight, what's the week where you're zero for? Where you're like, I retire from teasers entirely. Oh, I, at that point, I would just go for zero and eighteen. Booby prize teaser for the yeah, show. Yeah, <laughs> one student booby prize teaser. All right. Um, okay. Before we get to all of our best bets and uh, all the standard questions of the show. Um, we of course have these new staples this week, one of which, and Jason Kahn just loves these cause he gets to put in a drop. The first of which is the coaching dumbbell of the week. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> I just I'm watching get some have, Bugs Bunny. Why did it just pop out? It's it's I straight it, out of Looney Tunes, it, isn't it? It could have been. It could have been about ten seconds less. But anyways, uh, <laughs> I think uh, was Vrabel not getting a field goal at the end of the first half was very suspect. I thought that was some silliness. I, we've got some candidates, right? Vrabel not Vrabel. Well, no. Hold on. So yeah, well, okay. Which was yours, Vrabel? At the end of the well, they, they didn't. They, at the end of the first half, they just botched the whole time. They didn't the even time. get a field yeah. goal. Right. They botched. How do you the not time. even get a field goal? They botched the time. That's. I wouldn't even put that in like the top three. I mean, okay. How about Frank Reich kicking a field goal down seven? That was mine. Mm-hmm. How much time was left? I forgot. Two minutes. Two minutes left in the game. How what was it? Fourth and what? Uh, I'll get you the exact yeah, number. Yeah, Ryan, right Ryan got, or I think he, Ryan fumbled the ball, one of his nine fumbles he already has this year, by the way. And then uh, that put them where they were kind of in that no man's land. It, I'll tell you exactly what it was. Down 24 17, fourth and 21 at the Tennessee 33, 204 left, all three timeouts in pocket. Reich opts for a Chase McLaughlin 51 yard field goal, which, by the way, the split second that it came off his toe had no prayer of going. No chance. No chance whatsoever. He was, and, by the way, just activated last week because, remember, the Colts got rid of Blankenship. That's right. Rodrigo Blankenship and the Rex Specs. And then, of course, the number one candidate has to be the John Harbaugh controversy. Should he have kicked a field goal and gone up three against the Buffalo Bills with four-plus minutes left? We're giving a pass to both Cliff Kingsbury and Nick Sirianni because uh, there were kicker issues in both cases, right? Matt Prater was hurt. And Jake Elliott was plus Jake Elliott had weather issues. So in the, the Harbaugh ca- thing doesn't doesn't I don't hate it. I did at the time. How did you feel about that, Wes? Did you hate it? No, I, I don't because I, I kind of got the point. It's just the worst thing that could have happened is what happened, and that's Lamar through an interception, right? And Buffalo gets a touchback. But that if, is part of the calculus, right? It, that it could is. happen. It is. But if you don't get it, you have Buffalo pinned on the two, and that's what I think a lot of people aren't aren't recognizing here, or maybe aren't talking about. That totally changes the play con. Yeah, can Josh Allen go ninety eight yards? Absolutely, but that's eighteen, you know, plus yards less a field. 
field position. So, yeah, you're probably going to run the ball on first and second down, you know, because teams always do that when they're pinned deep to try to get them some room in case they get stops of their putter. Punter's not on the very back white line of the end zone. But, you know, you saw what Buffalo was doing because that's why I didn't hate it as much because it's like Buffalo was going down there to get some kind of points. They were taking knees at the end to end up kicking the winning field goal. So I didn't necessarily have a problem with it. Plus, you're going to need a TD. Like you said, you're going to need a TD yeah. to beat this team. You're not beating them with a field goal. I, yeah. You know, yeah. I, Parlay, we're going to let Parlay, because he's issued a talk. But for that one, I, I felt at that moment, I'm just going to be honest about how I felt at that moment. I was like, I can't believe they're not taking the lead here. Because with four minutes, like if there's 10 minutes left, I'm on your side. But with four minutes left, you're just talking about trying to end the football game. And so I was a little surprised by that. Like, I, I, I get the case for the opposite, but I would have kicked the field goal. I really would have at the time. Gil, what do you always say about when you have a bed in pocket? It's truth serum. serum. Truth serum. I had Baltimore plus three, bet it on Sunday morning. You wanted the points. I wanted them to go for it. Oh, you did? Okay. Yes, because two reasons. One, Baltimore's defense is horrible. Absolutely horrible. And we saw it up 20 to three where their defense looked great for about a quarter and a half. They were terrible the last two and a half quarters of that game. And we saw the same thing against Miami. And really, if it wasn't for Mac Jones being bad, same thing happened against New England as well. Mac Jones made two horrible throws in that game. That really there was also that a game. fumble at the yeah. end. It was a fumble at the end that that, yeah. that, that that saved them. Yeah. So so there were a lot of things that went in their fashion. But I wanted them to go for it because I had no faith that they were going to get a stop. Then I'll give it to you. So that, I, I adhere to the betting truth serum more yeah, than anything. Yeah. That's I, my I, I wanted them. To, I didn't want them to run the play. They did. I wanted. At that point, I wanted Lamar's legs to be what got in the end zone there, not Lamar's arm. I didn't like the play call more so than anything. So then your vote is for Frank Reich then? Yeah, I think it's Frank Reich for sure. I know it was no man's land on 4th and 21. It made no sense. But you cannot kick in that scenario, especially with a crappy kicker who, of course, didn't even come close. Even though it was a win, do we not nominate Zach Taylor, though? For the Thursday night game, where where there, it's fifteen to fourteen, they send McPherson out. I think it's like fourth and goal at the one yeah, to go up seventeen too. to fifteen. That was after McDaniel, by oh, the way, the same kicked thing. a twenty yard field yeah. goal. That game was a was a yeah. a trade off of nineteen fifties football decision making. Mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. the other one is, and we'll land into this: the Minnesota Vikings. Like I don't know if you got up early and watched the London game, but like on guessing lines, I spent four or five minutes just on going through everything Minnesota did ridiculously in that game, and they still ended up winning. But they like the, the amount of stuff the Vikings, and I'll just mention some of them here, but the, but the amount of stuff they did in that game and still came out victorious was incredible. Um, with, but that was more penalties in a lot of cases. So never mind. That's a little different. It's more pe- penalties in that case. You, you still have faith that this is the year for Minnesota, even under 301? <laughs> none, none whatsoever. <laughs> That's gone out the window. Uh, those are my two, so far through four games, my two worst calls, Minnesota and Indianapolis. I think Indy's, the, I, Indy yeah. might, on top of being one of the biggest disappointments, and they, of course, play tonight, so we'll get to that yeah. in a second, but they might be one of the five worst teams in the NFL. Forget being... Aaron Schatz and yeah. Football Outsiders has them dead last in DVOA. I don't have a problem with that. 
It's them in Houston. Indiana native. Maddie Ice. Yes. Maddie. Maddie Indiana Ice. native Wes Reynolds on the show. Well, so many problems with that team. Not only Todd mentioned Matty Ice, nine fumbles. He is on pace to shatter to the record, <laughs> which I believe is co-held by Dante Culpepper and Kerry Collins. What a collection. <laughs> I mean, he's on it's pace great. to have like 30 plus fumbles. The record's just barely over 20. And part of that, too, is because the offensive line, which is, by the way, the highest paid line in the NFL. What happened to Quentin Nelson? I, I have no idea. You pay $20 million to a guard. And I, I guess this is what you get right now. The offensive line's bad. Jonathan Taylor, who's not going tonight, hasn't been able to get off. They're still kind of trying to settle on that receiving core. They, they've been a real disappointment. And then uh, Darius Leonard, who just came back against Tennessee, is going to miss the Denver game at least with the concussion. So, you know, the Ballard-Reich regime, uh, I think the bloom is kind of off the rose. Jim Irsay has tried to be laissez-faire and be hands-off and let these guys run the team. I think it's time the the owner's going to have to step in very damn soon in Indianapolis. So let's talk about this game tonight, Thursday night football, Colts at the Broncos. Wait, wait, before we get to that, can I just do my in-game segment? Because I think it's a really good one. Sure, absolutely. My bad. I had one that I was really happy with myself about. Um, You know, I basically had a middling week with my in-game stuff. But there was one on Sunday night football. uh, Tampa Bay was after they gave up a touchdown to go down 38-17 at the 542 mark of the third quarter. The Chiefs are now leading by 21. The line came up some places at 16 and some places at 17 and a half. I found a place, you know, one of my places had 17 and a half. I took the Tampa Bay plus, now they're down 21. I took them plus 17 and a half at that point. Reason being, Tampa Bay was moving the ball the entire, you know, second quarter and early third quarter. They were moving the football. They they looked like they can score, and you're getting them at 17 and a half when you know Kansas City's just going to run the ball in the fourth quarter, and there's huge chances for backdoor touchdowns as well. I'm getting 17 and a half in that spot. I have to take it. Immediately, they come down, they get the touchdown to go 38-24, and the Chiefs come down and kick a field goal to go up 17-41-24. So that that 17 versus the 16 and a half was a, I mean, the 17 and a half versus the 16 was a huge thing, which I, you know, knew because there was obviously a chance that Casey would kick the field goal. So they go up 41-24, but it was all, it didn't matter anyways, because Tampa Bay was going to get their backdoor touchdown, which they did, 41-31 final. So that's the kind of thing you have to look at. These te- A team that can move the football down big has to be taken because the other team is going to just run the ball and punt or get a field goal or something like that, and you're going to get a chance for backdoor touchdowns with teams that can move the football. I love it. It's your, it's your recent pro tip of the podcast. <laughs> As we like to say, no, it's a, it's a teams that can move the football down big. Got to take it. Gotta like the Falcons. It. The other, I yeah. did the Falcons one the couple weeks ago when they were moving the ball up and down against the Rams down 25. You have to take that kind of team. I will say this and I don't mean to like uh needle parlay, but I paid so little attention to that Sunday night football game because I was so locked into the Braves and the Mets. So all of that was lost on me, but I'm glad you brought it up. Um, no, I, I won yeah. big on that game. That was my one big Nice. All right. So tonight's game, Colts at Broncos. Um, I'll be honest. I have no bets on this. The Broncos are three point favorites. And if you just sort of, you know, again, talk about what's the case for either team, I'll just do like a thumbnail. The Colts. Well, first of all, the Broncos side. I mean, you can make a huge case here for the Broncos, I suppose, in the fact that this is, first of all, with Matty Ice and all his fumble problems, it's a short week into elevation on the road. There's no Jonathan Taylor. There's no Shaquille Leonard, as as Wes mentioned. There's also no um, 
There's no Julian Blackman. There's no Tyquan Lewis on the uh, mm-hmm. Colts defense. Do you give Denver a pass for their performance against the uh, the Niners when it was in you know elevation there as well? Because San Francisco's defense has looked really good since, so maybe you give them a pass for that. So there's a, I mean there's a lot going against the Colts in that respect, and they're dead last as we mentioned in, in DVOA. If you believe in that kind of metric. On the other hand, what's the counter? No Javante Williams for the Broncos. He's done for the year. Melvin Gordon has fumbleitis. He's fumbled four times in the last four games. He probably wouldn't be playing if Javante Williams. He'd be riding the bench if Javante Williams wasn't done. Josh Jacobs gashed this defense last week. Josh Jacobs gashes nobody. And then the Broncos have had games offensively where they had like what, nine three and outs in one game. They only had 12 first downs against the Raiders. So I don't know what to do with this. Wes? You have a play? Yeah, I haven't played anything yet. I am actually looking at the over, which you would look at the numbers and be like, how the hell can you look at the over? The Colts are dead last in scoring offense, 14.3. Denver not much better at 16.5. But I think when you look at the game plans and the way the injuries are going to play out here, because Jonathan Taylor is out, and look, the Colts offensive line, they haven't run the ball very well anyway this year, but you're going to have Naeem Hines. Now, they're going to use Hines more out in the passing game. So Philip Lindsay has actually been activated from the practice squad. A former Denver Bronco, by the way, played uh, football Mm -hmm. in Colorado, former Buffalo. So, you know, big game for him. You would expect he's going to be full of piss and vinegar and want to run, you know, and really have a great game here. But they're going to use Hines out of the backfield. And that's what a lot of Colts fans have been calling for this year is to use Hines in terms of the passing game. I think finally the Colts figured out a little bit against Kansas City and especially against Tennessee Hey, Frank Reich, use the tight ends a little bit more. And Moali Cox had a couple touchdowns. Granson has been good. The rookie Jelani Woods has been good. So, you know, just looking at what the Colts are going to do, I'd expect that they're going to move the football a little bit better through the air. And I would expect Denver is going to do the same, too. We know Javante Williams is out. They're still going to run with Melvin Gordon and Mike Boone, I, I think. But... The Colts are very good against the run. Actually, that's one of the better things that they do is defend the run. They're one of the top few in the National Football League. But passing DVOA, I think I saw they were like 27th or 28th. They were near the bottom of the league. So I think maybe maybe Russ is going to be able to cook and not send up raw scallops like he's been sending up to Gordon <laughs> Ramsay all season, getting thrown out of Hell's Kitchen, you know, let Russ cook. Gordon Ramsay saying, you've been cooking like a donkey. Let's ride. <laughs> Runner pass. Yeah. Two, two things. One, Wes, I am currently full of piss, but not vinegar. Okay. Uh, and two, Todd, while we're doing this, we have a screen on in the studio, and they just showed Deanna's uh, Advanced Auto Parts commercial. She was right on the screen in front of us. Oh, now. that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> she old... gets, she's on that big Facebook commercial you see all the time. Deanna is killing it. Deanna, star oh, of, yeah. she's, she's of Showtime's action docuseries as well. So, uh, so a few things with tonight. First off, I like Denver. It's not going to be one of my three picks, but I do like the Broncos tonight. It feels... Short week, elevation. I know the Colts are as low as they can possibly be right now, but if we can't beat this team at home on a short week, then what the hell are we doing here with this Bronco team? It's very rate? true. And look, at the, the the biggest thing with Indy, I, I actually I need some crow here for a second. I am apologizing to Todd Wishnev real Eat quick. Eat it, parlay. Because Todd was 100% right all the way about Matt Ryan this year. He was. Because even though I thought Matt Ryan was going to be bad, yeah. and – it didn't take much to be an improvement over Wentz because Wentz was hilariously bad last year. But where is he playing now? By the way, I haven't seen his work this year. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I, he's, kinda, he's, kinda, on a, uh, he's on a semi-pro football team. Wow, he's, a, he's on a team that, t- that supposedly takes command. But uh, but but Todd was right the whole way because Matt Ryan, like Wes said, like 
on pace to set a fumble record. Every time I look up, I'm doing the show on Sunday. Every time I look up, Matt Ryan is fumbling. Period. End of story. Yeah. And for the Colts, and they have to think long and hard this offseason. This isn't betting, but they have to think long and hard this offseason. Ursay is a really difficult decision of do we just blow this whole thing out, get rid of everyone, because this quarterback a year strategy does not work. It doesn't work. It's too hard. You need so many things to go right in order to make the playoffs, as we've seen the last few years with this quarterback a year strategy. And it's funny, when we talk about the fumble thing, we, we you know, we say it and we move on. But just, it, it's, the, the thing about fumbles is, it's, whatever else you do does not compare to that. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, mm-hmm. a, that's a benchable offense. Mm-hmm. Because I don't care what else you're doing on these other drives that you do well. If you're putting the ball on the ground... That's the end of you. Right. You shouldn't be on the field. And, and the record, by the way, is 23. I was trying to think of the number by Collins in 01 and Culpepper in 02. And Matt Ryan's already got nine <laughs> through four games. Uh, this is highly wow. discouraging because I still think that he could throw the football. And part of it is the offensive line issues clearly up front. But ball security, and that's the thing with the Colts. They just don't have anybody in waiting. I mean, you could maybe go to Sam Ellinger once you get him activated. But... Yeah, Jeff's right. I mean, Jim Ursay is going to have to step in. And Jim is getting to the point, too, where his daughters are kind of being groomed to take over the team. They're certainly very active in community roles and league meetings and whatnot. So that'll be Jim's last chance to really remake the team, you know, and kind of get the Colts mm. back on a winning Super Bowl heading path. Is you're, your- not, you're not starting Nick Foles at any point, Wes? They, they, they may. I mean, <laughs> you know, I just – it's just, it's been so disappointing and so disorganized, you know, ever since Andrew Luck retired, yeah. you know, just to see, you know, they went with Rivers and he was, or Brissett and he was okay. They went with Rivers. He was fine. Carson Wentz, if you look at the numbers, actually wasn't horrible. He was just horrible in bad times. In the worst possible time, that is when he would make the biggest bonehead play. Is that is the over one of your three best bets, or that's it's not, not one of my okay. best bets? I'm actually waiting. I'm starting to see 41 and a half as we record here. It's basically 42 in the market, but you know, especially if it got down to 41, I would go in on the over. And I know primetime unders have been nine and four to the under this year, but scoring did go up last week. Now a lot of that was Seattle, Detroit having 93 points, but scoring did start to go up, even if you take that game out. So I think we are going to start to see more overs than unders over the next couple weeks. All right, let's start with the best bets. Wes, you have honors, your honor. What do you got first? Okay, uh, let me. I, I better take a drink of coffee on this one. Um, <laughs> we were just talking about Starbucks on the numbers game. Yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, so I need some energy to convince people on this one. Uh, which which book do you use, by the way? You can, you can do a consensus. If they're available at three, yeah. you're good. Okay, it's rule. only available one, and that's here at the South Point. It doesn't really matter because it's in a dead zone number. Uh, best bet number one. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. 
The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow The Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Is the Los Angeles Rams. Oh. Uh, well, well, uh, five is kind of the ballpark here. There are some five and a halves out there. But uh, look, uh, I know that this is a, a really ugly favorite, and I expect that Dallas is going to be kind of that uh, quasi-public underdog, if you want to call it that. And what we're starting to see, though, is the, oh, man, they're just as good with Cooper Rush, you know? And and then I see, you know, as I'm coming into the studio to prepare for the Megapod, I see on one of the uh, hot take shows on uh, Cable Sports News, uh, can, when Dak comes back, is this a Super Bowl team? You know, and, and and I just think that it's like, hold the phone here with Dallas. They were an underdog at the Giants less than two weeks ago. They were only a three-point favorite over the Washington Commanders. They beat the Cincinnati Bengals when they were basically in shambles and, you know, couldn't protect, and Cincinnati came off that bad loss in week two. If you take away the turnovers, there's a, a metric I know you're familiar with, Gil, called EPA, expected points added. If you take away, you know, for turnovers, because Cooper Rush has not turned it over, he's been a very good game manager. Dallas is the 31st ranked offense in the National Football League. Wow. If you take that out in terms of EPA, you look last week where they won 25 to 10 over Washington. You think, oh, pretty convincing. Washington kind of beat themselves. They had well over 100 yards in penalties. They actually had two interceptions that were nullified by penalty, one by defensive holding, one by an illegal contact. Cooper Rush also had three dropped interceptions uh, against him, against Cincinnati. What do we call that, Todd? Itch. Interceptions that should have happened. Is that our version of Babbitt now? <laughs> That's what we determined <laughs> okay. it was. Wasn't that it, Todd? Yeah, itch. It's our new metric. Yeah. And, are, we uh, having, are we having Skype issues with Todd? I think we are. No, we Todd, Todd? Th- Todd's there. Todd, are you there? I'm here. Okay. You well, can't hear me? Yeah, we hear you now. I'm sorry. Well, he's just very still. I couldn't believe he couldn't speaking. <laughs> <laughs> you, you stunned him in the silence yeah. there. Maybe stunned in the silence, and I'm actually laying it with the Rams here. Uh, but, yeah, you look, and I just think that this Dallas thing is a little bit overblown. Uh, they do have, by the way, Philadelphia next week. Now, I don't think that this is like a quote-unquote look-ahead spot, but – uh, this is a buy low for me on the Rams. Rams can still really defend the run. Cowboys didn't really run the ball very well against the Commanders last week, and I, and I think the Rams, uh, you know, the one thing about their defense, they could still stop the run. And I do think, and I'm not going to use the term do factor, but Cooper Rush is getting ready to turn the ball over. I think these 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 interceptions are going to be caught, and they're going to be not nullified by penalty at some point. So he's ready to turn the ball over to you if you let him. I think the Rams are going to let him. Sean McVay, uh, fifteen and eight against the number off a loss, four and one after losing to San Fran, and and I don't hold that necessarily against McVay that much because they always lose to San Francisco in the regular season. So we kind of expected that. And and you look at what the Rams are; they're two and two. I know they're. 
the Super Bowl champions, but I don't think they've really been that under expectations. They lost to Buffalo, mm-hmm. who everybody had as the Super Bowl favorite. Even behind us here at the South Point, Chris Andrews is very candid, said, I don't want any more Buffalo money. So I'm going to lower it as low as I can to where you stop betting it and where there's like, eh, it's no value. It's too small on the futures board. So they lose to Buffalo. They lose to San Francisco like they always do. They get out big against Atlanta. Atlanta did make a comeback. And then the defense dominates against Arizona. So the Rams at two and two are kind of where I expected them to be. So yeah, I just think the way this number is priced, it's giving Cooper Rush and Dallas a little bit too much credit. So I am going to lay it with the Rams. All right. And for those who are wondering, hey, was Dak going to play? Dak wanted to play, but then Jerry Jones said, hey, you can't really grip the football. The grip. Yeah, and, 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 and that's probably part of the reason this went up about a half a point, because this was like four and a half and five. Then some money hit the market uh, yesterday on Wednesday as we record. But yeah, I, I, I just think... Dallas just looks like too like, how are the Dallas Cowboys? They're playing great. How are they getting all these points? Well, I think there's a reason. Five and a half is the number that uh, we're giving Wes on this game. We'll see if uh, Matthew Stafford can get something beyond Cooper Cup and Tyler Higby. My goodness. Um, They're the only guys who have been getting open yeah. really on that offense. And Stafford, what is that now? Nine interceptions in his last six games. Well, been- I almost give him a pass, right? Because I'm like, I think he's almost getting frustrated. Mm-hmm. He's, he's already gunslinger by nature. And so it's like, he's just like, I got to throw it in there and hope yeah. on some of these. Todd from his mom's, ladies and gentlemen, Todd Wishnet from his mom's cork attic in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. What's your first? Well, it's funny that he has that game because what was going to be my number one pick, but can now no longer be on Monday the the Cowboys Rams game was 46 when it came out before the Niners game. And I said, that's just way too high. Um, 46 is ridiculous for a Dallas game. So I took the under 46, of course, now it's 43. So I'm not going to take it under now at 43, but um, you know, I knew that was a, a ridiculous number, especially because I feel like the Cowboys, by the way, I don't like their spot here. So I'm, I, you know, I, I'm not against uh, West's pick here, but I think the Cowboys defensive line is the best in thing in football, meaning they're really good at rushing the passer better than anybody's like wide receivers who are amazing. And then, you know, whatever unit you take, I love the Cowboys pass rush. I love it. And I hate the Cowboys <laughs> I as a team. Yeah. I, I just love their pass rush. And I think they're going to be an under bonanza with Cooper rush, uh, just managing games and with that great defense. So I would have loved to have the under, I can't do it now. So I'm going to go with a different best bet. I'm going to go, with the Green Bay Packers minus the eight uh, in Lambo in the frozen tundra. No, no, it's in, no, it's it's in, in London. London. The frozen tundra, it's, it's London. In the frozen, frozen tundra. Yeah, Sorry. London. Yeah, in the frozen l- tundra of London. <laughs> I don't care where <laughs> at, they play. At Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. <laughs> yes, I forgot that it's the, it's the Tottenham. My bad. Anyways, I still like it. I don't care. Minus eight. The Packers should have crushed. First of all, Packers almost won the game by seven if Dubs. By the way, why do they all call him Dobbs? His name is Dubs. Romeo <laughs> Dubs from the Wolf Pack. We watched him every every Saturday night at 1030. We watched the Nevada Wolf Pack against somebody, and his name was Dubs. Now all of a sudden his name is Dobbs because he's in the NFL, or is it because the NFL announcers don't watch college football? I don't know, but his name that. is Dubs. It drives me crazy. Anyways, he's been playing great, but he dropped the touchdown at the end. They would have won by seven in a game where Aaron 
Aaron Rodgers threw a pick six at the end of the first half. I I heard Rodgers' comments after the fact that we're not playing well, blah, blah, blah. I think this week is the week that they just put a smackdown on somebody. And I think it's your New York Giants. Who's playing quarterback for the Giants, Yeah, that, by that the way? was my question. <laughs> I don't even know. Is he going to be on the frozen tundra or is he going to be in in London? Who is it going to be and where is he going to be? Because I don't know who their quarterback is and I don't care. It's time for the Packers to smack somebody in the mouth. And I think they're going to smack this Giants team in the mouth early on Sunday morning. Give me the Green Bay Packers minus the eight. Yeah, I guess 10 on that game on guessing lines. I was surprised it was lower than that. Could be Davis Webb. Could be an injured Daniel Jones. It could be. Uh, it could be a lot of bad things. Joe Pasarczyk in the wing I, team for I the New York just, Giants. I was just trying to think of what obscure Giants quarterback can I name here? Joe Pasarczyk. Every time you think of him, you think of the uh, fumble and Herman, Herman Edwards, Edwards running it back it the other way for Philadelphia. I wonder, like, if that was during the Twitter era, right? The, the, oh boy, the shit that would have been talked after that. <laughs> oh boy, really? You're handing off to Zonka. All you had to do was sit on it. Zonka playing for them at the time. Yes. All right, Jeff, what's your number one? All right, I, I preface this uh, when, when I tell Wes every single week. This is a horrible card. How do, how do your conversations go? They usually week? last about 90 minutes. We uh, go through every game. Yeah, and then, but uh, then, then when I get the text and I'm like, oh, God, we're opposite already yeah, on yeah. four freaking games. <laughs> that's, usually, that's usually what happens at this point. Uh, and, I, and as soon as he said the Rams, I was like, well, here we go. We're already on number one of uh, being opposite. I, I always found that like doing it with a partner was a challenging thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. it's a, Wes, as long, Wes, as long as you're not opposite him, on the pizza at the deli ah, in the South Point versus the pizza <laughs> upstairs at the bowling alley. Because the pizza <laughs> upstairs at the bowling alley is a three-touchdown favorite <laughs> over the pizza at the deli. It's literally minus 21. That, oh that much of a difference. Todd, that's light. That's light, yeah, it's Todd. Probably minus, it's probably like Ohio State versus San Jose State. It's probably like minus 40. Yeah, it's like that, that Ohio State Rutgers game from last week, but with no fake punt. All right, so this card, I... I I'm going with things I don't really love this week because I don't really love anything here. <laughs> I'm going with that. things I don't so like. I, I'm going to start. I'll, I'll I'll start off with a total uh, after last week's oh. uh, successful hmm. run into the total. And I'm actually going to go to the game that Todd was on, and I'm going to go under the 41. How in the hell are the Giants scoring in that game? I don't care if it's Jones. I don't care if it's Webb. I don't care if it's McCarron who might get signed this week for them. Giants are going to be unable to move the ball. And last week, that game against uh, against New England, it felt like Green Bay just didn't care for a big part of that game. And Zappy comes in and is like, oh, it's this dude from Western Kentucky who's never played professionally. Oh, by the way, he got a touchdown after the play clock ran out. 32-second play clock. Yeah, it was it was it was for at least five seconds after that okay. play. But right, also, hold on, hold on. Yeah. I want to make this point. Yeah. Everyone is now exaggerating that thing. Like people, Jeff just said five seconds. Right? It was now, a good. It was a good two, three seconds. It, it felt at the time right that it was two and a half seconds. But then they showed the camera from behind Zappy. How much? And was it was it? like a second and a half. Still, I'm not saying it wasn't. It wasn't the play clock was well done. But second and a half. So if you round it off to the nearest two and a half seconds, it was two and a half seconds. Regardless, doesn't matter. It was late. She rounded off. To it was late. Regardless, but, but the only. <laughs> but back to what I was saying, though. You know, if you round it off to the nearest eight and a half second skill, it's, it's yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, no, it would be zero. Then. That's true. So, That's so true. the so the only way that I see the Giants scoring in this game, and this could conceivably happen in torpedo me, is that Saquon has a big day because we saw Ramondre Stevenson and Damian Harris run pretty well over Green Bay, but 
that happening was probably the best thing possible for Green Bay's defense because in a game where the Giants' only weapon is Barkley, you hone in on him, you shut him down, you hold the Giants to seven. So I'll go under 41 uh, on, on Green Bay and the Giants as pick number one. Okay. Um, my pick number one is an exercise in me just shutting off my brain and deciding that I'm going to pound this angle until this angle gives me nothing. Uh-oh. And that is, I don't care that the Niners have gone up to a six-and-a-half-point favorite at Carolina. I am laying it. And I know that DVOA has the Colts as the worst team. Well, you know what my personal DVOA has? I have the Panthers as the worst team. And again, this Matt Rule stat, which we've talked about on this podcast now for weeks, I'll say it again. Now, from the beginning of his tenure at Carolina, the Panthers are 1-26 in when the opponent scores 17 mm-hmm. or more points. 1-26. in Incredible. By, by the way, it's the last 24 of them. They're 0-24. Now, this Niners defense is going up against Baker Mayfield. You talk about how the Giants are going to score. How are the Panthers scoring? How are they scoring on this Niners defense? And I just and, and first of all, it's like the Niners aren't going to get to 17. Oh, they'll get past 17. And as we know from what we just talked about, the Panthers have no shot here. I, I, if Jimmy throws them interceptions, that's the only way they're scoring. It's the only way. But, but, but Baker Mayfield is, and I'll say this again, like he's so painfully mediocre. And mediocre might be generous. That's nice. He gets the ball like batted. the team total under. Do you like the team total under, Gilly? If I do. you can get 17 on I a do. team total under, I think yeah. you have to take it. Niners minus six and a half. That's my first bet of the day. I'm going to do this every week until it fails. So just bet against Carolina blindly. Well, I might, obviously, the, the trend is different than, you know, giving them six and a half. But in this particular matchup, I don't see how they score well, enough they could, to, be, to overcome the If Niners. they couldn't move the ball against Arizona, yeah. they're not moving the ball against San Francisco. Uh, I'm, I'm laying it, just shutting off my brain so, for so number one. So you're saying Matt Rule should keep his phone on, and if he sees uh, Lincoln, Nebraska, or Madison, Wisconsin on the caller ID, pick that up. 100%. Because he was so good at Temple, and he was so good at Baylor, and we all, I'm sure he's a lovely guy, mm-hmm. but uh, how can I put this? This just ain't working out. No. Just not working Yeah, it out. wasn't all. Joe Brady got to be the scapegoat last year right. when they let him go, and now he is working up in Buffalo as the quarterback's coach. But uh, maybe this is – and I thought Matt Rule had a chance to succeed at the next level. I really thought he had a chance to succeed at Carolina. Has not happened. We're snaking? Yes, snaking. Always. You're, you're, you're up again. Number two. Um, that New England line is down to three. New England line is... I'm seeing three. It's, it's mostly I see, three. I see three, three minus 15 and 20s, yeah. Well, if you give me the three, I'm taking the New England Patriots. And I, this is one of those where it's, again, we'll go to the Malcolm Gladwell blink thing. Bill Belichick ain't losing to uh, Dan Campbell. I can't explain to you why, but I think you all know why. Because we've watched football for our entire lives. This isn't happening. Um, it's a Matt Patricia revenge game, by the way. Let's point that out. Oh, yes. The old Matt Patricia revenge that's spot. Huge. Uh, huge. That's huge. I actually think that the uh, that the Patriots are going to grind this game against the Lions defense. The Lions follow the same script now for more than a year. They're going to you're gonna, they're going to trail by a lot of points, and then they are going to play this catch up game where they look. Hey, boy, that Lions offense is something else. They're going to get this done. Um, Patriots are going to outlast him here. And now that it's down to three, it triggers a play for me. If this were a little higher, maybe not. But now that it's down to three, I'm taking the Patriots. I'm laying the points. The Patriots are at home here. Um, and I actually think, again, Mac Jones's people are going to be like, well, they don't have Mac Jones. Now they don't even have Brian Hoyer. Um, 
Mac Jones, we talked about the itch stat, the uh, interceptions that should have happened. He was the king of this when he was in. So I'm actually a little more comfortable with him not being there, if you can believe that. I'm laying the points. I'm taking the Patriots. And let me ask you a question before we continue. Uh, And Bailey Zappi, plus being in that air raid, he's used to getting that ball out quickly. So he'll take those little short passes. What do you think of the total here? Because I'm kind of liking the under based on what you said in terms of this seems like a grinder game for the Patriots. Everybody saw the Lions score 45 points last Mm -hmm. week, and we know their defense isn't much to write home about. But seeing basically painted 46, this seems like an under spot. I agree with you. And this is a one again going back to guessing lines on Monday, which I did with Chrissy. I was this is the game I liked the most, the Patriots on this on this number. Now it's come my way, even so there you go. Parlay. Detroit. Don't Detroit is exactly what I think we all kind of yeah. realized it would be once everyone decided that they were the greatest team of all time with a six and a half win total going into the season. <laughs> Everybody loved defense, them. Their defense could barely stop a team with you, me, you, me, Wishnev, and Wes at this point. Well, That's I mean, how wish, we've got Wishnev, so of yeah, course. Uh, by the we, way, where's Todd? Wishnev's our speed guy. <laughs> where, where, where the hell did Todd go? <laughs> <laughs> this should be the video. He's so fast. This should be the video <laughs> clip, Jason. Todd, Todd just, oh, oh, you're changing his shirt. Where did Todd shirt. went? Todd oh, yeah. went to. No, I Todd. wasn't changing my shirt. I just, I, I, you know, I eat so much uh, salad and fruit and drink so much water from playing tennis, and go, I have to constantly go to the bathroom. So I was dying there. Sorry. Wow. The, the prostate of a uh, of a 75 year old man because of the good diet. Another That's one full basically. of piss. It's a good thing his is right there and not like we are at the uh, circus studio. Yeah, we have to walk across. seven miles. Yeah. Is that the biggest weakness of that studio? Yes. Distance yeah, between yeah. there and the bathroom? Yes. Yes. Uh, I would just bring a bottle. You'd have to bring a bottle. And, and plus that I have the bladder of a 75-year-old man. So, you know, when I got to walk, especially like when you're doing a weekend show, and Jeff knows this now, yeah. I did that last year. You got to do like little quick cuts on a dime oh. like Barry Sanders through the you're, slot you're, machine. You're, you're, Go you're, you're running a pass pattern. You're, yes. You're playing you're playing real life Frogger basically getting, <laughs> yes. to, getting to the Yeah, bathroom. it's like Costanza trying to get the Frogger <laughs> machine across the, str- the uh, street in Seinfeld. And he's like I'm a goner. Okay, I'm moving out of the way. All right, it's my pick, right? Yes, sir. I'll lay the touchdown with Jacksonville against Houston is my next pick. I know this Don't is do a, it, Jeffrey. I, Don't I, do I, it. I know this is a tough thing to ask a team that is not used to being a favorite. They are not. To cover a big number. And but you're going against your Hall of Famer. He's on the road. Guy. As we've talked he's about, he's on the road. He's on the road. As we've talked about on this road. show, Davis Mills at home, <laughs> not bad. Actually, quite good. Davis Mills outside of Houston, absolutely horrendous. Mm. And Jacksonville, I look. I know they lost last week. I know they didn't cover for people that had the numbers last week. That Jaguar team is pretty good. And if Trevor Lawrence doesn't fumble four times in a game, which I'm going to say not sustainable. We're going to say it's the weather. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. say that was the weather yep. um, more than anything. And look, Philadelphia is really damn good. That defense is really good as well. Yeah, but and now they gave p- him a pick six, too. Sure. Come on. I mean, but you're also, you're also playing, to me, the worst team in the NFL in Houston. Sure, they play hard. But if Jacksonville is as good as I think they are, they should win this game by multiple touchdowns at home. So I'll lay seven with Jacksonville against the Texans. Dad. Houston was my Houston was my fourth pick. Houston plus seven because I think they hang around with the Jags, but I'm not going to take them. My second pick is going to be the Teddy Two Gloves. Teddy Two Gloves. He's really not that bad. We got the Teddy Two Gloves. 
Teddy Two Gloves, he's gonna kick the Jets' ass. Hey. Okay, so I'm going with the Miami Dolphins minus the three because I've got Teddy Two Gloves for me, and I think that the Miami Dolphins are a much better team than the New York Jets. I don't think the quarterback is such a huge downgrade. I've liked Teddy Two Gloves in the past. And now with all those weapons, I think what made Tua look so good early in the season is those delicious weapons that he has. And um, are you guys hearing that little back? No. Nope. Uh, you... We hear okay. nothing. We hear nothing. Um, no. yeah. the, 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 uh, I really think that the reason Miami's playing so well is they have those great weapons now in, on the offense. And they still got a, a pretty solid defense. I think it's a great time to bet against the J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 after they won the most fraudulent victory here in Yensburg. I don't know what in hell. We lost to the Jets? I was telling my moms right down there, there's no way we can lose to the Jets. We're downtown. We just had a giant mill. We had a great time. We came down here to watch a Stiller game. Look, it's not called Heinz Field anymore. I don't know what they're doing down there. We went to the casino beforehand. We walked over to the Stiller game. We, uh, we're going to go to a paying game later this week. We can't beat the Jets. What's wrong with this team? Anyways, the Jets are, 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 are high on themselves after beating a bad Pittsburgh Stiller team. I don't believe in it. I like my Teddy Two Gloves. He's going to go in to New York Jetland and put the stank on him. Miami minus three. You can put the stank on him. I, yes. I, throw, I throw the challenge flag on the line. Oh. Is there enough threes? Oh, challenge you flag on the line. All over the place. Three minus 20, three oh, minus 20, three minus 17, three minus 22. It's, okay, it's, all right. it's it's mainly three and a half. We're gonna do like a soccer line, three point two five for Todd. So you push a half Gilly, on the three, and you lose on half on the three you, and a half. Gilly gets it. Gilly gets to do this mi- minus three with New England, and he does that all the time. I remember oh, last I do year it he all did it. the time. Give 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 Todd the three. No, he's got the three. There's enough threes. He didn't let me finish. I was gonna be on his side, but then he decided to go on attack. Um, <laughs> by the way, the, the Teddy Two Gloves, he's really not that bad. Would be the, such a great, the, the, such the, great Teddy, the, Teddy, the Teddy Two Gloves version of the Miami <laughs> Dolphin song, way better than the Swashbuckler one of two weeks ago. The Swashbuckler well, one came didn't much go over with well. my, my songs were bad because like, I wasn't prepared, but this week I was prepared with my song. So uh, I, I just love the Teddy Two Gloves. By the way, the New York Jetropolitans, 86 teams have faced a double-digit fourth-quarter deficit in the first four games of a season. Only two have gone 500 in those four games. The 1980 Miami Dolphins and these New York Jets. 2-0? and Who who did it against uh, Cleveland. Cleveland and the and the, uh, and the Steelers. The yeah, Steelers. It was both, both of them were for when, so. when he's saying Teddy Two Gloves, not that bad, he, he is Teddy Covers in his own right. 42-21 and 21 as a starter. 24-6 and six on he the road. We apologize to Teddy Severinsky, Teddy Covers. Yes, the original Teddy Covers. Yeah. Yes, and his yes. son Isaiah. Um, we apologize to both of them. Um, Teddy used to Teddy used to text me. Uh, <laughs> should they say that? Teddy used to text me videos of his son Isaiah playing basketball, and he would write me and say, "Boy, he's really not that good." About <laughs> <laughs> his own son. You know why I like Teddy Covers so much? He's like me, a thin guy, as opposed to. Oh. The other three boxes here. So you're like a, you're a fattest now, is what you are. Yes, you're a yes. Hate the fattest. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, wait. So who's up? Todd's up. 
West. It's West. You're oh, West. You just do. You're West. That's right. West. Uh, I, I wasn't talking about you. I was talking about the other two. Gentlemen. No, no. I, I understand, Todd. We're good. <laughs> We're good. Uh, my second play is going to be we are going to a primetime game on Sunday night. The uh, You might need a ruling on this. It's mostly three with juice, but there's no three and a halves out there yet. And that is the Baltimore Ravens. Minus three on Sunday night over the Cincinnati Bengals. Baltimore is two and two, and I think they should be four now. If you look at the Miami game, they had the 99% win probability, blew the lead. They were up 35 to 14. They were really banged up in the secondary, and it showed. They were up 20 to three last week against the Buffalo Bills, the best team in the NFL. I think they ended up holding them to like 325 yards or something like that. So, arguably, their best defensive performance of the season, Baltimore was against the best team in the league, uh, who I still have power rated number one, the Buffalo Bills. They've had uh, offensive line injuries, but Ronnie Stanley has practiced, I believe, like five straight practices in a row. And when when he went out last year, that's when Baltimore, I think, really went in the tank. And you really saw it offensively, plus the injuries into the secondary, which is starting to get a little bit healthier. I think a couple guys, Peters, didn't practice yesterday on Wednesday. But I think a lot of that is just precautionary with rest and whatnot. So, you know, Baltimore's defense, if you look, it's not good. If you look at the raw numbers, they rate at the bottom because of what, obviously, Miami put up like 10,000 yards against them basically in the fourth quarter. But, you know, Baltimore's kind of middle of the road in terms of defense. I think they're like uh, 16th in DVOA. So they're maybe not as bad as they look. But offensively, number one in offensive DVOA, number one in pass offensive DVOA, middle of the pack rushing. I think a lot of that is because they didn't have Dobbins for the first couple games. They're still waiting on Gus Edwards to be activated from the pup list. But if you look at Baltimore – I think that this is a little bit of value here. Only laying three at M&T Bank Stadium. If Baltimore wins those two games, what are they laying? Six here probably against the Cincinnati Bengals. And this is not necessarily just a backing of Baltimore. It's also a little bit of fate of Cincinnati. Because if you watched last week, and Jeff and I were both on the Bengals. uh, We used that in our entries as well. And, you know, Thursday night, you don't always. You went in early. Yeah, you don't always do the Thursday nights on your entries. But I thought that that spot was so good for Cincinnati. You had a Miami team that had to come back against Buffalo. First, they beat New England, which is still a division rivalry. I know this isn't vintage Patriots. Then you had that great comeback at Baltimore. Then you were on the field for 90 plays, your defense, and you still have somehow, some way, even up giving almost 500 yards up to Buffalo, get a win over the Bills. So you're 3-0, and and then it's a short week, and you lose your quarterback on top of that to a Tagovailoa. And yet, Cincinnati, who we had, which was in a really good spot, they needed a pick with like a few minutes left to go to hold off a backup quarterback. And I know Teddy Bridgewater, as Todd said, not that bad. Really not that bad. Teddy two gloves, really not that bad. But they still needed an interception to hold him off. And Cincinnati, that was such an unimpressive win, even though it ended up being double digits. I agree. They can't run the ball at all. And Zach Taylor, I think, is bound and determined to try to run this ball. The first couple weeks, you know, it was, uh, you know, first down pass rate was really high. He wasn't running the ball on first down. Then you watch the Miami game last Thursday night. Get a first down. Burrow passes for a first down. Run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. 
30 carries for 67 yards for Cincinnati last week. And I think if they do that, they're going to get behind and they're going to get behind very quickly. They still have offensive line issues as well. So they've been protecting a little bit better, I think, because they're not having burrowed so much out of the shotgun. So they're at least trying to run the ball, but they're just not able to do it. This is a low number for Baltimore. I'm surprised we're only laying three here. I think it's going to be three and a half or four by the weekend. We we are giving you the three. That's what it is consensus right now. And I agree with you also in the sense like Baltimore now with the muscle memory of having given up these leads, like they are, they can't possibly let this happen again. Right. And, and also the fact that when, whenever that happens, when you get like the media heard that really, and, and I'm not saying you're wrong to say, Hey, they, they should have kicked the field goal there. There's certainly a debate to be had about that. But whenever you get these like coaches, especially Super Bowl winning coaches, by the way, on these studio shows on this network, it's, "Eh, it's this damn analytics, you know? And and that's what they always go to. (laughs) Drives me crazy. I think Bill Cower yeah. was the was the uh, one that did it over the weekend, and he wasn't certainly alone, but he was the one that I saw, so that comes to mind immediately. But it's like I, I, I can't stand it. I can't either. I can't the stand face it. palm is perfect. I hope well, you got the audio <laughs> that on was that. Well, I, I just I, I, I can't stand. You know, if you're going to be an analyst for one of these major networks, you know, you don't have to agree with the decision. But understand understand But understand why. And I think a lot of people, you know, more people getting into this betting content space could also, I think, heed that advice. The the, the one other thing uh, that I want to I want to piggyback real quick with with Wes is for the Bengals. This will sound really screwed up to people, but them making the Super Bowl and losing might have been the worst thing that happened to them with their coaching staff, because now they are stuck with Zach Taylor. And Zach Taylor, That's a good point. you said this in 2019 every single week. He looked bewildered on the side. <laughs> that was my word. That was That's your word. You, you bewildered. You, but he so clearly is in over his head right now because the offensive play calling is terrible. They can't run the ball, like Wes said, and they have a really good running back in Mixon. And you have three wide receivers that if you put Boyd, you put Higgins on a different team, those guys very easily could be number one receivers elsewhere. And you basically have turned Jamar Chase into a number two wide receiver through the first very, four weeks. very odd. So I, I, Taylor, Taylor's got to figure himself out because if he, if he continues this run and Cincinnati underachieves, the Bengals should be looking for another coach next year. I threw this, but the problem is that franchise never I fires know. the Brown coach. Kept, kept Marvin Lewis yeah, they, for 8,000 years. They really did. I believe <laughs> it was 8,000. Brown 8, doesn't exactly like to spend money in yeah. case you don't know there yeah. in Cincinnati. The, uh, I said this on a numbers game. I haven't had a chance to say it on this on the podcast here, but I this is sort of just macro look back at last year's postseason. I think we're going to look back at the Rams beating the Bengals in the Super Bowl. Not the outcome of that game, but just the fact that those two teams met in the Super Bowl. I've started to think it's going to be this historical hiccup where we just realized the Bengals had a rabbit's foot up their butt. You know, sacked nine times by the Titans. Somehow they won that game. They had really good fortune. They never had to play, you know... um, Excuse me, the, uh, the Rams never ended up having to play the Chiefs or the Bills. So they got that free pass. They played at home, for God's sakes, in the Super Bowl, right? And I just wonder, like, again, because you power rank, you alluded to this earlier. It's the Bills, it's the Chiefs, and I guess the Eagles, in whatever order, top three teams this year. After that, it's kind of, who who do you think? But I, I do wonder if we look back at last year's postseason and just think, like, yeah, how did that happen? Look, we get outliers in professional sports every once in a while. Yeah. The one I go back to is the 2014 and 2015 Kansas City Royals, 
were the best team in baseball for <laughs> for 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 about 225 games. Yeah. And the 20 the 30 years before that, they were one of the worst franchises in baseball. Yeah. And lo and behold, they're the worst franchise in baseball right now. They figured out before anybody that if you didn't have the bankroll or the pay, what do you call it, payroll, play it from the back forward. So they figured yeah. out the seventh, eighth, ninth inning thing. Who was it? A Herrera, Hollins, and Wade mm. Davis, and Wade Davis, right? And they got to the uh, they got they got mad bummed in 2014, and then they beat you in they New beat York my Mets, Mets in a game, in a series. The Mets led all five games at one point. The Alex Gordon home run in the 2015 World Series game one. Who was that off of? Uh, I was familiar, familiar. With the, familiar with the quick pitch. Yeah, familiar with, with Troy the quick Hawkins' pitch. fault. I went ballistic. I had the Royals that night. Oh, we lost Todd. No, Todd. we got Todd. We do? I don't hear him. The baseball. Can you hear me or no? Yeah, yeah we now, we, now we can. Okay, enough with the baseball. The, the <laughs> great example of this, that you're driving me crazy with the Kansas City Royals. The, 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 the example is the Arizona Cardinals being this, against the Steelers in the Super Bowl That's in 2009, yeah. which yeah. was a team that should never have made it and probably almost could have won the game. Right, but Anyways, I'm, I'm talking about both teams, though, in the case of the, the Rams oh, and the I Bengals. Okay, yeah, that's fair. I mean, I think that's that's going to. I mean, it might, it might be completely wrong. Maybe the Rams are lollygagging through the season as I thought they no, would. I agree early. with you. Yeah. I agree with you on that. Yeah. Um, Wes is up again. Wes, your final one. Okay. Uh, so we get one more best bet and then a teaser. Correct. correct. That's correct. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give a, a, a very ugly best bet here, and we are going to go too many favorites. So we're going to mix in an underdog. It's not exactly a big underdog. I think it has dropped. It's still majority two. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The Washington Commanders wow. plus two against oh the Tennessee Titans. Is that uh, our first Commanders pick of the year? Might be. It might be my last one if they don't get home. <laughs> if they don't get home for me, because I, I had them last week. And look, I don't necessarily think they deserve to cover, but I think that that score was deceiving, and I'll tell you why momentarily. But starting with Tennessee, look, Mike Vrabel. Back against the wall, against the Raiders, home underdog. They go ahead and get the win. They win in Indianapolis, and they've kind of owned the Colts of late, too. And if you look at what they did last week, uh, uh, the, uh, the, the new offensive coordinator down there in Tennessee, actually this is his uh, second year, Todd Downing, good script early on. 
You know, they they really do well. I think there was a weird stat. I saw it on Twitter. Somebody said that they were number one in EPA per play in the first quarter. And then they take a nosedive. And you really saw that last week against the Indianapolis Colts. They got out 24 to 10. If you watch that game, at Based least. Based on turnovers, right? Yes. That's how they did it. Yes, absolutely. Because uh, Colts were minus three, by the way, in the turnover margins. Two lost fumbles, and then Ryan threw a pick. But in the second half, Tennessee did absolutely nothing. They ended up with 243 yards, only 4.7 per play. Colts had 365, 5.8 a play. Like, the Colts were clearly the better team in the second half and just kept shooting themselves in the foot. And then what we talked about earlier in the Megapod with the Frank Reich decision to go ahead and kick a field goal there, you know, to I know you're fourth and long, but still 24 to 17, that three is going to do nothing for you. So you look, Tennessee, I just think that they're a little bit overrated. Their defense, they're one of the bottom of the barrel defenses. It may not show statistically, but they're 30th in expected points uh, added per play defensively. You look, they don't have a pass rush either. Now that Landry has been hurt, Bud Debris really hasn't given them very much this year. So they're not a team that puts a lot of pressure on the quarterback. And that's probably good for Washington, who's dealing with some offensive line issues, even though they only gave up two sacks to Dallas. Sure I still think Carson Wentz got hit like about 10 or 11 times. He had a couple intentional groundings. Yeah, I, I, to your point, I, I, I give him a bit of a pass this year. Yeah. He's getting crushed. He is. And the offensive line has been poor. But I think against this Tennessee team that doesn't get a lot of pressure, this may help them a little bit too and uh, you know you look at Washington and also Tennessee losing uh, the kid from Arkansas Burks uh, the wide receiver I just don't think that they have any real game breakers to take advantage of the Washington secondary so that's what concerns me a little bit on the Washington side Keep in mind, this team did beat Jacksonville in week one, who I think there's a lot of people that say they should be the favorite right now in the AFC South. They've certainly looked the best of any of the teams in that division through four weeks. Washington was laying three. I know they had to come from behind in the fourth quarter, but they did get the win and the cover over Jacksonville. One thing that's hurting Washington, they're giving up too many big plays in terms of the secondary. I think they've given up 12 plays at 30 yards or more, but they should have had a couple picks last week against Cooper Rush, nullified by penalties. So, yeah, exactly. And that was a 25 to 10 game, but that didn't look like a 25 to 10 game. Washington actually slightly out yarded them. It was a pretty even game. It was only a five point game in the fourth quarter, despite the fact that the commanders had, you know, 100 and 20 or 30 whatever yards and penalties they ended up with. But what I really like about this team is they're very good against the run. They're one of the best rush defenses in the league. You know, the secondary, they've given up too many plays, but sixth in rush defense DVOA. If you look the last two weeks, Philadelphia, you would say one of the best running teams in the league, right? And I know Philadelphia handed them their you-know-whats, basically. It was 24 enough until Washington got a score in the second half. 30 carries for 72 yards for the Philadelphia Eagles against the Washington Commanders. Dallas Cowboys, you know, top at least third in the league in rushing. 29 carries for 62 yards. So, you know, this is a team that I think can keep Derrick Henry kind of at bay, and I don't think that Tennessee has the you know the offense really to go ahead and get big plays down the field necessarily. They don't have those game-breaking wide receivers that these other teams have had. So we've seen it drop a little bit. It was two and a half. I was hoping we would see three. We are not going to probably get a three it's on gonna this. It's going to be more likely to be one and a half. Yeah, this is, and, and this is already in a, in a couple teasers for me as well. But I'm going to go ahead and play it outright. The Washington Commanders plus two. Yes. One vote for the Commodes. And probably going to be the only one, I'm guessing. 
Dodd, your final best bet. My final pick. I'm going up Donner. You know, I'm starting off here. I'm driving up to Cleveland. I'm taking the brownies. I'm taking the brownies. You have to drive through Don, Don to get to Cleveland? Yeah, Yin's got to go Donnie. They Tiny, park where Tiny, he's, Tiny. and then you go P79 in that. Don, we'll uh, give yeah. you two Tiny, and a half. You're, Tiny, you're getting a hook with that. Oh, okay. Then it's even better. Give me the Cleveland brownies plus two and a half at home against the L.A. Chargers. Mm. Um, I, I don't like this Charger team. It stinks. I there's something that stinks about this team. I don't, don't feel good. I like it. Yeah. There's I know there's a lot of talent, but maybe because they don't have the wide receiver, you know, Allen anymore. I don't know what it is about this team. They've got some talent. They can move the football. They're still the Chargers, and they still love to stink it up and mess things up. They almost lost that game last week in Houston say, after they were up a thousand points. I had them in one they, of my survivor plays, and it just—I was like, "Of course, this is going to be a sweat." Of course, it was ridiculous. Yeah. You can—if you're a good team, you do not allow Davis Mills, even Hall of Fame at home, to come <laughs> back and and do what he did. Last week, I don't like this Chargers team. Something smells about this team. Now, on the other, conversely, the Browns, I'm not in love with the Browns. I hate their defense. I really don't like their defense at all. But I do like the fact they can run the football. I believe last year they played this same team in L.A., and all I can remember is Chubb and and Hunt running up and down the sidelines for 75-yard runs every 10 minutes. If that, if I remember correctly, I think they won like 48 to 37 or something. This was some ridiculous score. I think the Browns are going to run the football at home against the Los Angeles Chargers. Maybe it'll be a bit nippy in Cleveland. You know, this uh, Charger team doesn't like playing in, you know, uh, you know, scary weather or anything like that. You know, I just don't like this Charger team. And to be laying points on the road against a legitimate football team. I mean, I'm not saying the Browns are killers. They're not killers, but they're a legitimate team, and they can run the football. You're giving me the two and a half. I'm taking it. Todd, I know Rep- that you like to do the uh, Miami Dolphins song here on the Megafod D- pod. Do you ever do the San Diego Superchargers uh, we've, we've, song? We've discussed we've, this. We've I, tried we've, it. The problem is it's much too difficult to pull off. It's a very difficult song What a, what a great off. question. We have tried that because that is the jam, that song. Yes, yes. Um, I was going to actually do the Steelers song, the uh, Pennsylvania Polka. I will say this, I will say this, Wes, about t- Todd didn't really do the, the prep work necessary once he didn't get the Supercharger song right. He never really went back to the well and tried to get it right. right. So it's a little bit of a weak performance on his part. It's, uh, it is. I'll, t- yeah. I'll take an L there. For <laughs> the He'll take the L. I'll take an L. Jeffrey? Oh God! This I, this one could be done. This one could be done very quickly. Here. We all agree this is a harder this, week. This, it feels this, like yeah. This this one feels really hard. I, this might be a week where we go with four of Wes's picks for the contest. Sorry, Wes, just throwing that out. There. <laughs> okay, right, right <laughs> okay. now. Um, oh boy, I'm taking the 14 with the Steelers on the road in oh. Buffalo. Oh, um, kids are gonna back. I, I just it's crazy. We're going all the way up to Buffalo. That team's like a Super Bowl champion. That's just like the old in, he, he just mixed in some Baltimore accent in there as well. Uh, but on the uh, Orioles you, baseball network. You, you know, you know, it's just it's just one of those where Buffalo plays Kansas City next week, and 
The Steelers are starting a rookie quarterback in his first start. They just blew a double-digit lead at home to the Jets and made Zach Wilson look awesome in the fourth quarter. But I'm just, for whatever reason, that and it has nothing to do with it because Pittsburgh, even though they are, were not good, even though they were in the playoffs last year, they won last year in Buffalo. And I know there was a fluky block punt. I know it was week uh, one. didn't watch there that was, game there because Yens down there, what you're talking there, there about. Was a, there was a lot of <laughs> fluky things that happened in that game. But you're going to give me two full touchdowns with Buffalo having Kansas City looming the next week. Oh, a little look ahead. A little look ahead spot there for the Bills. All right. You're going to have to hope they look way ahead. This could be over in the first quarter. I could be down 24 to nothing in the first quarter, and I could be dead zo. I realize that. But I'll take two full touchdowns with Pittsburgh. Okay. So we we have a time crunch here. We have a hard out coming out. So in the interest of time, I'm just going to tell you my third pick without much explanation. It's the Seattle Seahawks taking the five and a half. Um, I don't think New Orleans should be favored by that much over maybe anyone. And uh, if you ever want a fun little parlor game to play with your friends, do a blind resume of Geno Smith and Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> and wow, and wow your friends. It's amazing how good of a year he's having. And maybe, maybe we all owe, I'll raise my hand, Pete Carroll a bit of an apology, who when Jimmy G was floated or any other quarterback this offseason, is like, no, I'm good with I'm good with Geno and Drew Locke. So far, so good. Um yeah, their defense gave up a, a grip of points to the Lions, but everyone seems to. I'll take the five and a half. I'll live with that as my uh, third pick. Teaser of the week, two-legger, six-point. Wes. Okay, uh, by the way, I did mention Commanders, my third best bet. I have used them in teasers. I won't use them as the, in this one, even though I do have this teased with the favorite downwards. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, minus two and a half with Todd Wishnev's Cleveland Browns up to eight and a half against the Los Angeles Chargers. Todd, I'm assuming Cleveland's one of your legs. Well, see, I wanted to do the Tampa Bay too, but I see it as nine everywhere. How are we getting it to two? Well, I, I got eight and a half yeah. at almost every book in Vegas right now. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Okay, well then, fine. So then I want to do that too then. I want to take the Bucks, but I, that was my one of my legs. Bucks minus two and a half. And I want and wait, who, just so I get this for you, uh, Wes. You have Bucks minus two and a half, and who's your other one? Cleveland plus eight and a half. Cleveland plus eight and a half. Okay, I'm gonna do Bucks minus two and a half, and I'm gonna take the Packers, Packers. the Green Bay Packers minus one and a half uh, in the frozen tundra of England. Wait a second, how'd you get to one? Wait a second, you go six and a half points on the Packers? <laughs> oh, minus two. I'm sorry, minus two. <laughs> Packers minus two, and well, because of the exchange rate. The pound and the dollar. Uh, That's see. the difference. Okay, oh. Packers two, minus two, and the Bucks minus two and a half. Parlay. All right. Uh, in the money line parlay version of, of a teaser this week. You're going to do mine. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm going to take the Packers down to two. And? And I will take the 49ers oh, down to Oh, that wasn't how half. I was. I was doing yeah. the Vikings as my yeah, other one. I'll, I'll take the 49ers I, down to Honestly, it was like, for me, it was, I could do the Packers. I could do the Vikings. I could do the Niners. I could do the Browns. Ultimately, I'll just save Packers and Vikings. And God help me. What could possibly go wrong there? <laughs> Um, so that's mine. Packers-Vikings on mine. I can think of what could happen to you. With, uh, Mr., <laughs> I could, uh, too. With uh, Mr. Curtis Cousins. Curtis. <laughs> Curtis Cousins Curtis. could get you. All right. Minus one and a half. Does that mean we're down to our final two questions? Oh, survivors. Are, Wes, are you in Survivor? I am not. Thank you, Jason. Uh, I There are so many Survivor options this week, which is a great departure from weeks three and four, where Survivor was just complete mayhem. And just real quick... 
Um, of the biggest favorites, New Orleans, I don't trust them, so they're not going to be one. Kansas City, better opportunities later, they're not going to be mine. Buffalo, there's a Thanksgiving consideration in Circus Survivor, so they're not going to be one. So it comes down to, by the way, I have multiple entries. This is different from those who just have one. But because I have multiple entries, it will be some combination of, well, first of all, Green Bay is a consideration, but I think I need Green Bay more next week. Next week it gets a little tighter, and they host the Jets next week as opposed to the Giants in London, so I may have to hold off on Green Bay. So it's going to be, I've narrowed it down to some combination of Minnesota, Tampa Bay, Jacksonville, and San Francisco. I was going to say Jacksonville I think could be popular because this might be one of the better weeks to use this team. It is the last time they will be this big of a favorite. So that's yeah. exactly why Jacksonville will at least be on one of mine, for sure. Survivor. Final two questions. Uh, which of the big favorites, and I, la- I named a lot of them right there, is the most likely to lose outright? We have a lot of candidates. Packers to lose outright as eight-point favorites in London against the Giants. Bills, 14-point favorites. Is that the biggest spread of the year so far? I think it is. Yes. Uh, hosting the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings, seven-and-a-half-point favorites at home against the Chicago Bears. First time mentioned on the show today. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, nine-point favorites at home against Atlanta. Jacksonville, seven-point favorites at home against Houston. San Francisco, six-and-a-half-point favorites on the road against Carolina. And the Kansas City Chiefs, seven-point favorites at home against the Raiders. West, the most likely of those to lose outright. Yeah, and this was a team that I was extolling, as was Matt Brown on this very network all summer. The Minnesota Vikings yeah. are concerning to me right me now. Too. I know that they're 3-1, and one, but this offense has not been as dynamic as I thought it was going to be with Kevin O'Connell and Wes Phillips coming in from that McVay tree with the L.A. Rams. Uh, and look, the Bears, are, the Bears are no great shakes, but the offensive line, if you really look at the numbers, has actually been, it's not great, but it's been better. We thought it was going to be a total turnstile disaster up front, but it's really been Justin Fields. That, you know, has been anticipating pressure before it comes. It's really him that's kind of been playing a little bit shaky. But I know that it's now they're laying the hook, so it's gotten a little bit of support. But I'm, I think Minnesota's on upset alert. Yeah, they keep shooting themselves in the foot with penalties. Such a frustrating team to watch. Dodd. Well, I'm, I have the same thing written down. The Bears to beat many. What is the key component in your doggage Getting to the winning area. It's turnovers, folks. Who who could you see throwing a pick six and also getting strip sack and fumble in a ball game? I believe it's a guy named Curdy Ice. Kurt <laughs> Cousins, baby. I think the Bears could pull the stunner in uh, Minnesota. I, I don't this Minnesota team is it's this is blah, 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 blah. And you know what? You turnovers. You've got tremendous turnover variance with a guy like Kirk Cousins. Two two things. One, the NFL Network has rolled out Babe Laufenberg as one of their analysts. Man. Former I, Indiana Hoosier, by the way. Former preseason Washington Redskin great Babe Laufenberg. Um, Washington Redskin, never heard of that team. Oh, man. He won, he won an amazing preseason game in 83. Um, and the other thing is, the sentence that you just unleashed... What is the what is one of the keys for doggage to get into the winning area? <laughs> I love that sentence. Uh Jeff, what is the big favorite most likely to lose outright? Let's make it three for three. Minnesota to lose to Chicago. It is four for four. Oh boy. Play it with Minnesota, guys. Yeah, so Minnesota is gonna be up like thirty-eight to ten going into the fourth quarter. God. They are so shaky, but it's almost like for Survivor, I almost want to get rid of them. 
as quickly as it. possible. Don't do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll tell you why you can't do it. Because if you do it and they lose, you're going to go, I actually trusted Kirk Cousins. And you're going to hate yourself for the rest of your I've, life. I've used them on one. Well. I've used them on one already, but I do have them available in two others. So it's like, I don't know. It's some of these teams, though, then they're the great example. Once you use them and you survive with them, you're like, oh, thank God I don't have to yeah, consider them again. You would suffer again, yeah. All right, and then final question. We live in a bizarre world, and you have to bet all, f- all 15 of the 16. Not all games, but one pass. But you have to bet 15 on the side, one that you want absolutely no part of. Wes, that game would be. Yeah, and uh, and actually, there's a there's a couple of candidates I won't use tonight's because obviously there'll be people listening to this on Friday and through the weekend. But uh, for me, it's the Miami Dolphins and the New York Jets, and and I thought I was going to be on the Dolphins. Look, I know Teddy Bridgewater, as Todd said, he's not that bad, and he's actually been very good, but. This Miami team does have some injuries, uh, I, I think. If you look at the end of the game, and that's why I was so harsh against the Bengals and taking Baltimore this week, you had both corners out at the end of the game for Miami, and Cincinnati was still life and death with this yeah. team because Xavier Howard still uh, with the groin injury. Uh, of course, we know two is out. Cedric Wilson, whether he is going to go. The Jets, I do believe, as Todd said, that was a fraudulent win against Pittsburgh. Uh, you know, Kenny Pickett completed all 13 passes it's just three of uh, of the uh, 13 were to the other team so you know that was just kind of a random is that frowned upon is that frowned upon <laughs> i'm doing another seinfeld for you is that frowned upon because if somebody had told me that having sex with the the uh cleaning lady under the table was wrong i would have never done it <laughs> How do I follow that? But it's 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 Sorry, my, it's my it's Miami and the Jets uh, that I don't know what to do with. And I thought I was going to be all over Miami with this overreaction. And that's what I like to do with the look ahead six now down to three. But as the week goes on, I get less sure. So Miami and the Jets is a pass for me. Dot. I don't like the um, Eagles game because the Eagles are just flying high, fly Mm -hmm. Eagles fly, Mm. and you think, oh, well, the Eagles could never lose again. They're going to go 25-0, and even though there aren't 25 games to play. They're going to win every single game. They could never lose. They're the greatest team of all time. Jalen Hurts is the greatest guy of all time. But Arizona, that Kyler Murray guy, he could run around. Who knows? Sooner or later, the Eagles are not going to cover every single game. So I don't want any part of that game. Detroit and New England for me. Ooh. Mine is uh, reflected in the line. Tennessee and, and Washington. I am not quite ready to write off the Landover commodes. They've got to get the ball to Terry McLaurin. Terry McLaurin had two catches, five targets last week. You do yourself week. a favor. It's over, my friend. It's over. <laughs> it's over. I don't know. I'm okay, with the Wes. First step, the first step is acceptance. <laughs> acceptance. I, I'm with Wes. I, I think I could just as likely see Washington winning this game as I could Tennessee. Tennessee's a slight favorite. Nothing would surprise me here. A blowout on either side would surprise me. So that's the game I would want no part of. And I think we've done all we can do. From the South Point. By the way, uh, Wes, uh, Jeff and I are going to go see uh, Victor uh, Wendanyama here momentarily. You, oh, yes? You going to join us? You want to go? I might. I, I had no plans as of this afternoon. N- noon at the Dollar Loan Center. But we already the got... Dollar the, Loan Center Arena. Gil. Arena, right. Yes. Don't, don't go to a random Dollar it? Loan Center. Dollar <laughs> Loan <laughs> Center. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what is we, that? We already got our tickets, though, so we gotta we gotta figure out where. We, it, I'm sure it would be no problem. I'm, I'm not worried about that. Yeah, and then do yeah. it on a Thursday. Yeah, I think we'll be okay. Um, what is it? Tell us who that is, because uh, most of us have no idea. Who you're he, talking. He about. is 
what every uh, there is going to be a massive tank of Palooza this year in the NBA. Might be the greatest of the last. And, and I 20 hope years. the Indiana Pacers are part of it. I hope they, the Washington. Oh, this Wizards new guy that they're all talking about. This, this the French guy. Kid. Yes. Yes. This the new French guy kid. that they're all talking about. He is, by the way, he's listed from anywhere between seven two to seven five. No one can. No one has measured him apparently, and he is. We've never seen anything like this kid before. I always say that when they say, oh, if the Showtime Lakers played the Warriors, I always say, I go, yeah, they'd look across. This is what KD was playing for. I said, they'd look across the court. They see KD coming, and those guys would be like, what the hell is this? That's how we, that's how we feel now about this guy. He is, he is like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's height shooting threes. And then he was looking like Duran out there shooting threes yeah, the other night. It's it's amazing. So we're headed over to the. Uh, wait, wait, where is he playing? Because I saw some he's clips a, in of a him French, on Twitter. He's in a French league. These are just two exhibition games oh. in Vegas. All right. Oh, okay. And but the he's, number but two. He's, go ahead, Todd. I'm sorry. No. What? So what is his deal? He's he's is he drafted or he's what going is to be deal? drafted this coming this coming he's draft? He's going to be he's going to be the number one pick in this year's. And draft. he's a, what? And what is he playing for now? France's like pro team or something? Rando mm-hmm. France team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see. The number two guy, by the way, Scoot Henderson, he is great. nothing to sneeze at too. either. Yeah, I'm like, if we don't get, the, if we don't tank for the French kid, I'd be tank for this really good guard yeah. too. Well, that's what we're gonna do. Thank you guys, Wes, Ren- uh, Wes Reynolds, everybody from Vsin. Thank you for being Thank here you as for always. Having me and uh, Todd from his mom's cork attic, and <laughs> Jeffrey Parlay also from Vsin. It's a Vsin fest today. Uh, thanks for listening. Good luck with all your week five bets from the National Football. <laughs> At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 